Our Old Testament lesson this morning comes from the book of Proverbs, chapter 9. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn her seven pillars. She has slaughtered her beast. She has mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has set out her young woman to call from the highest places in town. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. To him who lacks sense, she says, come, eat my bread and drink the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways and live and walk in the way of insight. Whoever corrects a scoffer gets himself abuse, and he who reproves a wicked man incurs injury. Do not reprove a scoffer, or he will hate you. Reprove a wise man, and he will love you. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be still wiser. Teach a righteous man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading this morning comes from the book of Ephesians, chapter 5. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them, for at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true and try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine upon you. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms, in hymns, in spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We stand. Gospel according to St. John, the sixth chapter. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, 
you have no life in you. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever feeds on me, he also will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like the bread the fathers ate and died. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. And Jesus said these things in the synagogue as he taught at at Capernaum. When the disciples heard it, they said, This is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? But Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples were grumbling about this, said to them, Do you take offense at this? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who those were who did not believe and who it was who would betray him. And he said, This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted to him by the Father. After this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. So Jesus said to the twelve, Do you want to go away as well? And Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you this day from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today before us is from the book of Proverbs. And as you know, we've been studying that online. Uh, Once a week on Facebook, we've been going through the book of Proverbs. Seems like forever. Because the book of Proverbs has so much wisdom. Every verse is pretty much unique to itself and has its own connotations. And so it's like reading a recipe in a cookbook. You know, every ingredient is important to the whole picture. And the book of Proverbs gives us a whole recipe, really, for our Christian lives. Because the book of Proverbs is written as wisdom for living for God's people. And as such, that is something for you and I some wisdom for us in this day. You know, people who are loved by God, you know, many people try to deceive us with evil and empty words. But God asks us to walk in the way of understanding. And you know, true wisdom, as we find in the book of Proverbs, is found in faith in Christ Jesus. Now, you and I and the world around us, no one is really offended by wisdom and life, for that matter, in the abstract, in the big view, not looking at details. Everyone signs on with the wisdom found in Proverbs 9 as a better idea than folly. After all, wisdom has built her house. She is called from the highest places in the town. 
Forsake your folly and live, she says, and walk in the way of understanding. Now, who wouldn't be for that, right? Just fill into the blanks to what you think wisdom entails. A good judge of human character, political savviness, clever business acumen, whatever. It's a good concept, this empty word of wisdom. In fact, most people will even buy an abstract fear of the Lord if it leads to an abstract wisdom as well. Our cultural religion generally still likes to say that we are a country of God-fearing people. You see, all of us want the general picture of wisdom, the general picture of faith, the general picture also of life. And the crowds in our gospel in John 6 certainly wanted to live, which is why they were glad to have all the free barley loaves of bread that they could get. All those that Jesus could provide for them. Well, and how many of us on our birthdays, when it's come up, have said, well, when someone tells us happy birthday, we say, well, it's better than the alternative. Okay? We all want to live, right? We all want to have wisdom. We want to have a general sense of it. We just don't want the specifics because if we knew more, that would demand more in our lives. You see, wisdom and our and wisdom and life are concrete for you and I. What I mean by that is wisdom and life are centered and focused in Christ Jesus. A person. And therefore, people take offense because our wisdom, our life is wrapped up in the life of Jesus Christ. After all, he alone, right? Christ Jesus has the knowledge of the Holy One. He alone is the one who teaches the fear of the Lord. It's not fear. It's, it's fear is not to live in terror, but to honor God's divine authority. And so people in this world, they might say they're God-fearing, but they don't like their faith, their life, their wisdom wrapped up in a person, and especially a person who's as controversial as Jesus Christ is. There have been wars fought over him. There have been religious splits because of him. So the way of Jesus is not a way necessarily of perfectness or perfect joy in every moment. Our time and our understanding is, is that the world around us rejects us because they are really rejecting the Christ that is in us. They reject who we regard as our wisdom. They reject the life that God provides in his son. And so, Jesus, we know, is our life, right? If we get down to the real flesh and blood of it, he is our life. Jesus says, I'm the living bread come down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give 
for the life of the world is my flesh. That's a hard saying, the crowd would respond. And many of them take offense. Many turned back and no longer walked with Jesus. There was a peeling off of those that followed Jesus because he gave out good bread for those who were truly understanding what he was talking about here, that were led by the Spirit into his wisdom, to his life, to understand that he is indeed the one sent from God to bear the sins of the world, and that he did that in his flesh. It's a hard saying, and many people do turn away from that. In this day and age, you and I, we've witnessed that, right? People around us, maybe even our own family, have turned their back on the Lord Jesus and walked away. It's a hard thing. In our Old Testament, in the book of Genesis 19, you have Lot, remember, fleeing Gomorrah with his wife and daughters. And what happens to Lot's wife? She turns back around, even though she was commanded not to, and rejected that clear word of advice from God. And what happened to her? She died and was turned into a pillar of salt. That's what happens when God's word is rejected and refused. If other words in the world's wisdom are heeded, and God's word is rejected, that's what happens. So we are told in scripture to not harden our hearts in this way. And I would tell you this morning, that's like a duh moment, right? We don't want to do that. We don't want to harden our hearts against the Lord. We don't want to grumble against God's word, but rather we want to hold it sacred, right? We want to fear and love God and celebrate his word every day. And that to the world, my friends, is offensive to the world. Because this wisdom, this life that we hold fast in Christ reveals itself on an ugly cross. The crowds knew that for Jesus to give flesh to eat, he would have to die. And that's a bloody death, and that's gross, that's unacceptable, that's not what we want to have happen. You and I today, we many times see PR as something that's always biased, right? They're always trying to sell us something, talk us into something. But the cross also is often viewed today as bad PR. Not just because it's an ugly downer for our lives, but because it shows that we're in need of a dramatic saving. Because we are really sinful. And that's unacceptable to God. So you and I, we know the wisdom of God. We see it in Christ Jesus personified. We see the life that God has given for the life of the world in Jesus our Lord. And Jesus is God's plan for our salvation. So you and I today, 
can trust in him because he's paid the price. He's done the work for us and given us the benefit of all that he has done. The book of Proverbs is filled with wisdom, direction for living as God's people. And for you and I, it points us to Jesus because he is the beginning of wisdom. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is our Savior and Redeemer. And so today, as we receive the sacrament of the altar and are fed in our faith by Christ himself, may we recognize him as our wisdom, that our wisdom is in what God has done and accomplished in his Son, not in the way the world works or the world defines it, but in what God has defined it as. And we get to today, in communion, we get to taste and see that the Lord is peace, that the Lord is king, that the Lord is free, that the Lord is real, and especially that the Lord is good at all times, never failing. So may you and I today rejoice that we have a God who cares that much who gives us directions for life and lifts us up when we're feeling down. For God knows that he has the words of eternal life for us. And those words have come to us this day. And we have believed and have come to know that Jesus is the Holy One of God. Those words might sound a bit familiar to you because we heard them in our gospel reading a few minutes ago. So you and I, we have been given the words of life in Jesus. May we not turn our hearts from them, but stay focused firmly on that cross and see through that cross God's incredible love for us. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, guide our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.